Hello and welcome to the Impact Consulting Podcast, which is brought to you by the Impact Consulting Hub. Molly, what is the IC Hub? It is a global online community that supports independent consultants in the fields of international development and social impact through networking opportunities, advice, and tools. Exactly, and we've got a lot of really great independent development professionals in our community already, so check us out at impactconsultinghub.com if you haven't already. So let's get on to the topic of the day. Molly, what is an impact consultant? That is a very good question. I think this will have a variety of answers depending on whether you're talking about what we here at the Impact Consulting Hub define as a consultant and what the larger sector, how they use that word, and then also how individuals think about themselves and define the work that they do. I would also say there's a fourth element to that, which is how the general public the, the muggles, the non-development folk, <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, consider so. to be um, a consultant or, or, or an impact consultant because for many years now, I think most of my friends and family have thought that I'm a spy or something. Because... Yeah, they, well, they think you're a spy and they think that I'm like a volunteer, you know, that I'm working on social enterprise, uh, like social impact. So therefore I'm like, Mother Teresa, that's just well, doing everything. You're for working free. on social impact, but you're also bringing in the big bucks, which, uh, <laughs> well, you're bringing in some bucks. So I'm bringing in some bucks, it, it and is a then bit of a win-win. yeah, so it's you know it is a job. It's not that um, I'm in a perpetual state of volunteering. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I would say there are many different interpretations to the term. Uh, already to the term social impact, um, but but let's focus a bit more on consultant. Um, and, uh, well, first of all, perhaps we can play uh, a, a clip um, where our IC Hubber, our dear IC Hubber, Barbara, um, talks about what she calls herself. Uh, and, and I think there's quite an interesting insight there about uh, the different interpretations of the word consultant. Uh, and just by the way, we're going to record a, an upcoming episode about um, what our IC Hubbers describe themselves as. Um, you know, and how we describe the work that we do, uh, because it's really important to have quite a clear elevator pitch and to be quite clear about what you, who you are and what you do in a very concise way so that people understand what you do and most importantly, so that your potential clients can find you. Uh, but anyway, let's play uh, Barbara's clip. Hi, IC Hubbers. Uh, this is Barbara Joanon. I'm answering the question when you introduce yourself, what title do you use and why? Uh, when I introduce myself, um, I'm saying I'm, in, I'm an independent consultant working on migration. And the reason I insist on the independent is because I've also met a lot of consultants who work for consultancy firms or, or research uh, companies. And I just want to make it clear that uh, I am working as a freelancer and that uh, I can uh, get contract from several clients. So that was Barbara's take on it. And I think what I gathered, I mean, what, what she underlined very importantly is that a consultant is not necessarily someone who is self-employed. Um, at the IC Hub, most of our consultants are, most of our members are independent development professionals. 
So they are like Barbara, they are like me, they are like Molly. And then we also have people who are still working for organisations but are more in the reflection stage about whether they want to become a consultant or not. But, um, but yeah, there's different ways that the word consultant is used uh, in, in the sector. What do you think, Molly? Yeah, I think that's really important because there are so many different... Well, first of all, there's so many different terms. And even at the IC Hub, you'll see on our social media or you'll see on our blog post that we kind of go... We switch interchangeably between these different terms. So I think we should maybe focus on or just kind of lay all of those out first so everybody's aware of what we're using and why we're using them. So the words that you'll see popping up are consultant, freelancer, and contractor. And you might also hear independent development professional. So uh, I think that freelancer is kind of more familiar to a wider audience. It's not just limited, obviously not just limited to the international development or social impact sector. Um, And so I think that that one is what a lot of people are doing. That means you're self-employed, you're um, you're doing kind of project-based work for clients. And then there's contractor. And contractor, I get a little confused about what contractor actually means. So maybe you can give well, a definition. Well, I think there are different, again, there are different understandings and interpretations for these things, which is why we've got this next episode on what you should call yourself or the different ways, different things you can take into account when you're deciding your job title as an independent development professional but um but yeah so with consultant i think i I just looked up the oxford uh, dictionary definition of consultant which is a person who provides expert advice professionally now so so vague and wide it's vague but i think it comes from this perspective of an external expert who brings in expertise I think within the international development social impact sectors, it's been stretched. The term has been stretched so that it encompasses anyone who is, uh, well, in some cases it can, it's, it's been stretched to encompass any kind of independent development professional. Um, in other cases, it's been stretched to, uh, and this, this applies to other sectors too, the, um, the, the consulting firm, so a firm of external specialists. Um, but uh, I think generally in the development sector, it, is, it does describe um, independent professionals. But then we also have this term consultant used to describe what I would consider to be more of a contractor, which is, uh, and this is especially the case in the UN system, where people often have, effective, have effectively have staff positions, but they're on a um, so-called consultancy contract. Um, and I don't know, should we consider those, uh, consultants, Molly? Well, I think... Or contractors or yeah, something else? I think that obviously it kind of comes down to the person themselves, but I think that sometimes consulting gets a bad reputation because, especially in the UN system, they are using this term as a consultant and essentially they're saying this is your job. So you're basically there full time or so close to full time that it absorbs all your time that you're not really independent at all. And then they're saying, and then they say, okay, but you're a consultant, so we're not going to give you benefits. And so 
that then people start to think, oh, well, consulting contracts are just a way of copping out on the benefits and, you know, hiring someone, having them there full time, but copping out on the benefits. And I think that that, unfortunately, is what consultant has come to mean in a lot of people's minds. But I think that here at the Impact Consulting Hub, we're we're trying to move away from that and we're trying to show that there are a lot of reasons why someone might be an independent consultant, including wanting to have freedom to move around, wanting to have a variety of projects, have a variety of con- uh, clients, and also, you know, you're doing it by choice. You could actually have a full-time contract somewhere, but you're choosing to be a, a consultant. So that's what we're trying to promote and have that more positive impression. But we are very much aware that there is this negative connotation floating around out there and some employers are using it in this kind of <laughs> bad way. Well, I think it's it, it's not just um, to defend a little bit NGOs and the UN system. Well, in some ways, it's not it's not necessarily a conscious choice to not pay pensions and various other social security benefits. It's also a symptom of how the donor system works in that donor, you know, these all these agencies and NGOs apply for project based funding. So yeah. they can only then um, hire personnel for the life cycle of that project. And in addition to that, UN, the UN system in particular has very rigid hiring systems and outdated kind of international civil servant frameworks where they have people who are on the, you know, the international staff that are, that are on long term contracts where it's difficult to get fired. They have a whole host of benefits like they can take unpaid leave for a while and then get come back. Um, they're regularly rotated, which, well, that can be a, a pro and a con. Um, but uh, so so they kind of have a choice of either while well, they 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 hire a very small number of people into those very um, inflexible long term staff positions and then um, the majority of other people have to or the juniors rather um, have to work on these shorter term uh, so-called consultancy contracts in my view when I think about what a consultant is and I work a lot with the UN system and I'm called a consultant so I try to kind of stress that I'm an independent consultant um, just like Barbara alluded to as well and not a consult not someone who has a consultancy contract but who is an employee and I don't know in my view if you're that kind of consultant then there's nothing wrong with it but it's more of a contractor position in my view so you know and if, and if you are if you I suppose look like a, a, a member of staff and act like a member of staff then you're, you're effectively a member of staff um, you know whereas the defining features of the types of consultancy work that I see hubbers tend to do is more about working on the basis of deliverables not on on um, specified numbers of hours of work per week uh, and there is less of a clear hierarchy in that you're not you don't have a line manager um, and things like that and you can you can be based where you want you can your your employer you don't have an employer who takes interest in you know where you're living and and those kinds of factors yeah exactly and i think that um i think that for me i'm very much i very much agree with this kind of definition and i think a lot of the icy hubbers are in this category but 
you know, we are also part of this larger system, so that's why I brought it up. And I think that actually just sitting here listening to you say it has clarified a lot about the UN system that I wasn't aware of. And now that you say it, it does make a lot more sense. Yeah, and the word consultant, as we said, so the original definition is more about that provision of external expertise. But a lot of people who call themselves consultant might be doing uh, stuff which is more... Um, the similar kind of stuff that a member of staff would do, but it's it's contracted out, it's outsourced. So um, you know, it's not uh, it's not necessarily external expertise, but a, a specific task that they would rather contract out to, out of convenience, out of cost, or or, or whatever. Um, and that brings us to, I suppose, that term freelancer. Um, yes, and I I think um, most of us, as I mentioned earlier, um, most of us are familiar with what a freelancer is because you know especially when it comes to things like being a graphic designer or building websites like one of our IC hubbers Gabriella um that I think is more of a traditional kind of freelance type job whereas I would say that my job is kind of freelancing but it's not as it's definitely not something someone outside of the sector would think of um but at the same time yeah, it's being an external person who's brought in. And I never really see myself, because I work with grassroots NGOs, I never really see myself as fully part of the team because I am somebody who's coming in from the outside. So I'm looking around and trying to support them and trying to give advice and trying to facilitate what they're doing. But I know that my role is kind of temporary, I guess all staff, you know, is in some ways, you're not going to be there for the rest of your life. But for a consultant, especially you're kind of in and out a little bit. So I don't see myself as fully integrated in the team. I see myself as this kind of outside resource that helps them to achieve, you know, helps them figure out what they want to achieve, and then helps them figure out the way to do that. And in that way, I am kind of an advisor or something like that. And I'm not managing the day-to-day -day tasks. I'm not a staff member in that way. I'm more of a shepherd of the NGO. <laughs> and I think that actually um, Jen, another IC Hubber, left an interesting voice note to this effect. Hello. So when I introduce myself, I use the term freelancer, um, partly because I don't actually really see myself as a consultant because I don't tend to do strategy. I do more of the content side of things. Uh, but also, I think if I was more strategic, I would still maybe hedge away from the term consultant. For me, it feels a little bit top down, um, like somebody who has all the answers. And I very much want to kind of work with clients when I do training and coaching to help them kind of find the answers themselves like a bit more facilitative so for me I think I would I would personally avoid that term but I don't have a particular issue with it as such I mean lots of people use it and that's totally cool um, but that's my opinion on it I hope that's helpful Bye. Uh, thank you Jen and thanks for clarifying that you have no issue with the word consultant <laughs> we we take no offense at all and for listeners out there Jen is an excellent um, copywriter and uh, works a lot on fundraising you can check her out at, on writtenbygen.com and I think that was a really interesting perspective from Jen I think it what it tells me is that there's still that notion that the consultant is this external expert 
and and that that can i think work both for and against us sometimes as independent consultants as as independent development professionals because i think these days the international development social impact spaces have become quite projectized yes so you know development organizations ngos un agencies they go and seek funding and then they seek the personnel to implement that and so a lot more work is being done by independent professionals now contractors uh, freelancers consultants whatever we want to call them and sometimes and and that means that there is less of this probably what used to be the case where um, you know you have the the in-house staff doing certain things they have that expertise but then when they need some additional expertise they then find uh, an external expert nowadays it's the lines are a lot more blurred um, and and that's why I try to emphasize to my clients that you know to try and manage expectations too that they have to work collaboratively with me um, you know with the consultant and consultants are not superheroes either um, yeah. yeah so I think these terms can work for and against us in terms of the word freelancer um, I don't know we, we've used this a fair bit um, in the IC hub so you know I think it indicates very much that independent self-employed aspect of it what, what do you think of the term freelancer Molly? I feel a bit mixed because on one hand it is more familiar and especially when I use it with friends and family that are outside of the social impact sector they definitely understand that a bit better but there are a lot of negative connotations floating around about freelancer you know that again it's kind of insecure or I don't know because there's like all this stuff now about being a digital nomad or uh, I don't know there's these different kind of things that are going around on social media or whatever where it's where people are trying to sell this lifestyle and then they're like be a freelancer and you can you know do all this stuff and then it's not really a very professionalized or formal sector and there's not that prestige I guess you're just it's kind of seen as someone who doesn't know what to do with their lives becomes a copy editor on Fiverr or Upwork which there's nothing wrong with because I definitely use copy editors from those sites and they're quite good um, but you know there's this these kind of negative connotations about freelancing and so I don't always like to use that because it does it doesn't seem as uh, it doesn't seem as I don't want to say prestigious but I'm gonna say prestigious you know mm-hmm. you don't get the you don't are you aren't seen as an expert and you don't get the credit from being a from all your expertise so that's why sometimes I don't like to use freelancing. Well, I think, yeah, we can discuss this more in the next episode for sure, because it you know, comes back down to how we, as independent professionals, should use these different terms in order to both convey what we do and also position ourselves as high-value consultants. Exactly, high value and I, I think there's, you um, know, if you look at any of these terms, you'll find a reason why you shouldn't use it or you should use that one or you should use this and so there's going to be kind of costs and benefits to using any of these terms and then the question is more in what context should you use each term and so there's going to be some debate some ambiguity 
some, you know, nuance to this whole discussion, which I think we're drawing out now is that there's so many different terms flying around and then, you know, what are the costs? What are the benefits? What do people mean? And then, yeah, the next episode will be how can you actually use it in more practical sense? I guess this is a more theoretical discussion. Yeah, yeah for sure. And for me, at least, freelancer conveys a certain commo- commodification of one's time. It conveys that independence aspect of being self-employed, which I think is a positive notion, in, at least in, in terms of conveying that you are and you're self-employed so that you're, you're available for project work from different clients which is what we'll discuss in the next episode is is an important part of this Uh, but yeah for me it taught it it kind of conveys more that um, it's not international development focused so it's a very general term and it can convey yeah that commodification so you know like being an, an uber worker or uh, yeah, now that's Uber driver. Yeah, again, nothing wrong with all that, but Uber driver, Deliveroo um, cyclist, uh, yeah, Fiverr, Upwork. Um, it, it conveys to me at least uh, a lower value type of consultant. Um, so I've 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 used I've used it a lot in the past to describe myself, but I'm starting to move away from it. You know, but no no. Um, there's no right or wrong answer to this. And, yeah, well, uh, like yeah. I said, it depends really on the context because if you're talking about, oh, there should be more social safety nets for freelancers, then you know we're kind of in that type of category where you don't have a full, you don't have an employer where, especially in America, your employer is paying your insurance, your health insurance, and that's really your only way to get health insurance. So, yeah, we would be in the same category with Deliveroo drivers and, and, and stuff like that in that context. But then if you're talking about well, how we're also you... in the same category as startup entrepreneurs. Exactly. Sense, startup yeah. entrepreneurs or if you are, you know, or a research expert or you're positioning yourself, you know, how you're actually positioning self, yourself or selling your service. Totally different context. We would be in a completely different category than the other types of work we just mentioned in that freelancing category so it's very it very much depends on the context so it's difficult to say oh i always use this definition i always use this word um because depending on the context there are so many variables and i think that that's you know we've been talking about trying to define consulting for a while and it's been hard because there's so much nuance and there's reasons why you might want to use different terms at different times. There's also uh, solopreneur these days. Um, yeah. And uh, it, well, independent worker, micro entrepreneur, yeah, um, a whole true. host of, of um, terms for ourselves. But what, what are we concluding here, Molly? What are the conclusions and takeaways? Yeah, I guess, well, the main thing is that we want to define what we are, how are, we are using the word consultant in the impact consulting hub so when you're seeing materials come out of the ic hub you can you know who it's for and so i think that specifically the way that we will be using it in the impact consulting hub is that we'll be using it as this independent international development or social impact professional 
however you want to say that, uh, and, and that you're pretty much either self-employed or you have kind of a brand name that you operate under, but you're more of a solopreneur. Um, that's my definition, at least, and that's how I'll be proceeding on Impact Consulting Hub. I don't know if you have any clarifications. Uh, no, I, of course, agree with you, as, as always, and as, <laughs> I'm not going to use different definitions. Yeah. But, but yeah, certainly... As you should, as you should. I think the IC Hub... The IC Hub is open to all, to all, but certainly the types of content we're creating and the community that is, is fast growing is uh, is generally geared towards this kind of independent development professional, as you said, working with different clients. So working for more than one client usually um, and working on different projects, uh, working to deliverables rather than numbers of hours per week in the office. Uh, yes. sort of thing yeah that's um, a very good point yeah there, i mean there are consultants who again I, I would consider this more of a contractor who are employed let's say by uh us well nominally by a consulting firm uh to work on but to work on a large project funded by a large donor like uh, the eu or um usaid or something like that and they can work on a consultancy they can be home-based they could um be contracted for two, I don't know 260 working days per year um, so again there is a bit of grey in this so those people I would consider them contractors but technically they could work for different clients and they are yeah. location independent and all these other things that we generally consider to be associated with impact consultants um, yeah but, uh, but anyway uh, that's what the IC Hub is for and in the next episode uh, which, if you're listening to this in the future, may already even be out. So definitely um, click next and see what's next in the playlist. But in the next episode, we're going to be talking all about um, what IC Hubbers call themselves. And from, I suppose, from more of a marketing business development perspective, how should you term yourself as, a, as an independent development professional? What should your job title be? How should you position yourself? Um, which which is a very critical part of being yes so more um, of the kind of practical terms of you know in the real world we can have all these discussions about what does it mean and all these different kind of theoretical things but from a practical perspective when you go to speak to a potential client how do you in introduce yourself what do you put on your website what do you put on your business cards you know all that fun stuff Great. Well, anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you found it useful. And yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Impact Consulting Podcast. If you want more free advice and guidance on becoming a freelance consultant in the social impact and international development space, head to impactconsultinghub.com and subscribe to our mailing list. We'd love to see how we can help. Thanks again for tuning in and see you next time.